Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. I am Ron Kolick, your happy, happy host. And with me, all the way from East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening. You're the happy, happy host? Happy, happy, happy. Really? You sound, yeah, yeah just ecstatic. I am so happy. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, huh, looks like they found glass on Mars and it could hold life. It would be glass creatures. They hold gla- They found glass on Mars. I don't know. Mars. I didn't get to read the whole thing. I just saw it. Yeah, they wow. found glass that could hold a key to life on Mars because huh. Mars must be inhabited by glass people or something. I don't know. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll have to read the whole thing before I speak. All right, speak. well, why don't you, you jump into that and... Uh... We'll hear about it later. Yeah, much later. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, um, we've been doing this red light seance thing, which has been really, really going good. And uh, we have a guest on our show today. Thank God. What's that mean? It's good to have a guest. You don't like listening to me? (laughs) What? You don't like listening to me? Is that what it is? Hey, you know what? I never said that. Don't put words in my mouth. Jeez. Wow. Anyways, um, yes, we have a guest in the show today, and uh, we'll bring her, bring her on, on in a second. But um, I just got back yesterday from Winsoul Studio in Tingsboro, which is really cool because I'm going to be doing uh, some events with them. That's awesome. I was really... seeing your pictures on your, uh, your Facebook page. Yeah, and something really big in January, but we're not going to talk about it right now. But nice, okay. Oh yeah, you want you went on in on this. You want in on this, I can tell. Okay, well, mm-hmm. just do it. Uh, if you're going to do it in January, just don't do it when I'm off at my face painting conference. That's all I ask. Oh, well. all favor. Say la vie. I'll send you the dates. <laughs> doesn't matter. It's got nothing to do with me. They're the one that's setting it up. So it's going to be cool. Something really cool. Anyways, so I'll get back to that later in the, the future. But anyways, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a guest in the show. And she uh, was on the morning show not too long ago. And she came in the studio. And she's a young lady from my neck of the woods. And she has written a new book, Toward the Light. Uh, her name is Amy Major. Amy, you there? Hi, I'm here. How's everybody tonight? Hello, how are you? Hi, Amy. Good. Can you guys hear me okay? Uh, yes, I, we have a little bit of funkiness tonight, but not too bad. It just sounds like we're underwater. It's okay. You, every radio station that I call into, they've been having te- you know, technical difficulties. I think <laughs> the spirits are working with us. 
crazy. Oh, I don't think they're working us. I think they're working against you. You must have uh, yeah, sent one to rescue. I had a radio show this morning. I was supposed to be on, and they couldn't get their their sound equipment to work. So they had to cancel. Oh. Very odd experiences that I've been having trying to get on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> In reality, that's not uncommon because people who do paranormal investigating do have problems with electronics, and, and mediums especially uh, do have electrical problems uh, very often. So there you go. Anyways, um, you have written this new book called Toward the Light, correct? Yes. And it, it is your first book? It is, and I'm doing so well. I'm so pleased. I just I can't believe the response I've had so far. So I'm, I'm actually very grateful for everything that's happened. But, yes, it's my first. I'm working on my second right now. And I'm really enjoying, you know, the whole writing and, and getting involved with it. And uh, so far, it's been a great response. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, be, I have been having told by our producer that you are, uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to call you back and see if uh, we can get a better line with you because you are breaking up a little Hopefully. bit. Uh, do you hear her all right, uh, Ann, in or is she breaking up? Uh, okay. I, yeah, I, she's breaking up on, on my end as well. Okay, so we're going to call you right back. Okay. 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 So, anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a pain in the butt, huh? Yeah, really bad connection. See, that's um, the good thing about doing studio shows because uh, she came into the studio for the morning show, and of course, she was mm-hmm. right there, so we we didn't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just but, looking. Um, if anybody uh, would like to look into Amy's website, it is up on our Facebook page at Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it is uh, uh, Amy Major. It's her name. dot com. So um, you can find out a little more about her and about her new book, which literally just came out May eighteenth, yep, month I ago. <laughs> Not even. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just so uh, if people want, we do to have her back now. Oh, good. I am back. Hi. Okay. And can we already have now? a question from you from the uh, chat room. Oh. Yes, we do have a question. Okay. Um, no, I don't think it's a question for Amy. I think that they're just chatting in the chat room, Ron. No, no, we have a question. So anyways, <laughs> Amy, uh, John wants to know, uh, what is a rescue medium? A oh, rescue medium is a medium that specializes in working with spirits who haven't crossed over. We work to communicate, counsel, and guide these earthbound spirits and helps aid in their transition to the other side. So it's working with spirits that have lost their way and are in need of some guidance. Oh, okay. I was wondering that myself, actually. <laughs> See, John's yes, I mean, they, they, They've been called many different things, but lately the term has been rescue medium because we fall in line with spirit rescue and... Um, it's mostly working with spirits and helping them cross over. So um, the term was came up with, like, I would say just 50 years ago. So um, it seems to work, and it's what my guides call me. So it's what I stick with. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that Stephen Scott is uh, he he's in the chat in the uh, chat room, and he is a spiritualist uh, from Scotland. In fact, he came over here last year for Spirit Quest. So okay. I, I'm curious if if in Scotland that they have uh, rescue mediums as well. Do you know that, Amy? If they do, and, and maybe uh, Stephen could let us know in the chat room as well. Well, spiritualism is all actually all over the world. Mm-hmm. It originated in um, the United States. As far as I know, in 1848 for the Fox sisters, but it is something that is um, is celebrated and believed in all over the world. It's very heavy in Europe, just like it is in the United States and in Australia. So yes, I would absolutely believe that it would be in Scotland. Mm. And uh, so, as far as a rescue, you said you help rescue them. How do you? rescue spirits? I mean, how do you help them go move on? Well, it's mainly working with counseling spirits and and just talking with them, finding out what their issues are, what's holding them back, what they need to resolve their issues so that they can finally make the choice on their own to cross over. Sometimes they're just confused. Sometimes they don't even know that they've died. And it's working with them to help raise their vibration to a better awareness to know that they've died and to make that choice to cross over. I don't actually physically cross them over myself. I work with a team of um, spiritual helpers. Usually they're guides, they're angels, they're friends, they're family on the other side, and my guides and angels as well. And we work together as a team. And together we all help counsel the spirit so the spirit can make the decision on their own that they're ready to cross over. And it usually happens quite frequently when they follow their guides or their family members to the other side. So they're usually needing somebody to guide them because they're usually confused. But once all that occurs, it happens very easily. What is it that that keeps them tied uh, you know, to this earth that they that they can't move forward. Well, I like I, I tell everybody the reason why spirits do not cross over is as individual as the person who has made the decision not to cross. There are so many reasons why spirits don't cross. You know, when a spirit faced with emotions like anxiety, grief, anger, loss. Any type of emotional pain or trauma during death, it can cloud and disillusion their their awareness, which can create like a barrier between them and their guides and their angels, which keeps them from following them to the other side. There's other spirits that the trauma is so severe that they haven't even made been made aware that they've died. You know, they, they understand something's changed, they just don't know what. And a great movie that kind of implements this is the movie The Others with Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. That's a great display of how they didn't they weren't aware that they were ditched. They knew something was different, but they couldn't really put their finger on it. Something just wasn't right. And in the end it made it was very clear that they were dead and that mm-hmm. they were still living just above the physical plane. <laughs> so it's it's the mediums are the ones who can actually mimic their energy at a little bit of a higher vibration, and be able to communicate with these spirits and let them know that they've died and counsel them and help them cross over. You know, other reasons why spirits don't cross is because they're just not ready to go. 
Mm-hmm. They've died, and they don't want to let go of certain things in their life, such as their home, their family, their friends, their loved ones. They're not ready to let them go just yet. You know, say you have a mother and two children in a car accident, and the mother dies, but the children are still trapped inside the car. The mother's not going to want to die. She's going to want to stay behind and make sure her children are safe. You know, after the children have been rescued, usually that spirit will transition and move on. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get so overwhelmed with grief and loss that they stick around and they still stay with their children to make sure that they're safe and that they're cared for. So doesn't that, even doesn't that work behind. both ways, though, too, that at the same time you have... Uh, humans or people in this realm who don't give want to give up on the spirit and let them go. They don't uh, want them to move on because they want them still there. They miss them and they, they still want them. And, and don't you have that problem as well? It does. Usually it doesn't impact the spirit from making their transition because the spirit can move into heaven, can go to the other side, and can come back to comfort the grieving. They don't have to stay behind. Sometimes they do for a short period of time until they know the grief has usually subsided quite a bit. But that obsessive behavior of holding on to someone, not letting them go, can in fact keep the spirit from crossing over for a short time. But after a while, their guides, you know, and angels kind of give them that nudge, like, you really need to keep moving on they're going to be okay. So I would say it's more of a temporary situation. Mm-hmm. That's funny how it just, it doesn't change, you know, it doesn't change. It's, you know, you, do, you don't want to leave your kids. You don't want your mom to go and, you know, even in life, you know, you leave your baby at daycare, you know, or, uh, you know, the little one at preschool or whatever, and, you know, oh, they cry and scream, but they're going to be okay, you know, and, I guess that right. just never changes even in death, right? It's harder for some people to let go than others. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are just so overwhelmed by grief that they just can't let go. Mm-hmm. And it does take time, but the longer they're in spirit, it's kind of like once they make their their transition into the spirit form, they immediately become more aware of things around them and of a greater consciousness. And when they're in spirit, even though they're on an earthbound level, they're still slowly making an upward climb. They're still moving up towards the level of a greater consciousness over time. And the longer they're in spirit, the higher they'll go. So eventually they all do transition because they're all aware that they need to go over time. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an upward movement very slowly for some. But um, they do eventually all find their way. I mean, but there aren't many earthbound spirits from 400 years ago. They're all crossed over. They may have reincarnated. But I find more earthbound spirits within maybe the last 100 years, 200 years, but nothing really further than that. Wow. That's a long time. (laughs) It does seem like a very long time, but just an instant or moment for them. But... Mm -hmm. But yes, absolutely. Like I said, the longer they're in spirit form, the greater chance they have of having a wider awareness of their situation and what they need to do. Hmm. Uh, when did you first re- realize you had this ability? Um, well, I had the ability my whole life, didn't realize it. And I think it was my early 20s, um, year 2000, 2001. 
and I started developing mediumship. I thought, oh, I just want to work with spirit and communicate with them in heaven and just have that connection because the idea of having proof of life after death was very important to me. I had no interest in rescue work. I didn't even know what rescue work was. But as I developed my mediumship, I slowly started having really heavy spirit energy around me all the time. I mean, like all the time. And in classes, they would often tell me to shut down because the room would start getting filled with very heavy spirit energy, and they were becoming afraid. Hmm. And I didn't know why. And I was like, oh, this is negative energy because they're heavy. You need to push them away. They're bad spirits. Oh. I'm thinking, well, why are they attracted to me? What did I do? <laughs> and they're like, well, like attracts like. I'm like, oh, I'm a bad person? <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, way too goofy to be a bad person. Um, but that's what they always told me, you know, like energy attracts like energy. Mm-hmm. But then I had all this negativity around me. I didn't know why. And so it took a long time to actually be counseled with my guides and spiritual teachers on the other side. And they told me, look, just because they're heavy doesn't mean they're bad. And they started explaining emotional baggage to me. They started explaining the heavy emotions that they're dealing with and the situations they've been faced with. And if you get into a spirit form, they feel nothing but emotion. They do nothing but their mind. Nothing else exists for them. Therefore, they're overwhelmed by these emotions, which make them heavier. Hmm. And so in my development, they kept coming around more and more. And I think it took about five to seven years before I really was comfortable with the fact that I could work with these spirits. Some of them could be pretty nasty. And some of them could be, you know, they attacked me and they messed with my mind and I had to learn all kinds of protection. But over time, I learned how to do all that. I became more confident in my work. And I realized, like, after a while, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I helping these spirits? Some of them don't even want to be helped. (laughs) And then I had my first situation where I had a child. And they came to me, and they were lost, and they were sad, and they were confused, and they didn't know where to go. And I was there to help them. I I helped them bring in his family on the other side, and I felt that strong love, emotional connection that he had with his family and the overwhelming joy that they had together, that they had found each other after so many years, and they were able to help cross him over. And that overwhelming feeling of unconditional love just overwhelms you. And I'm like, okay, now I know why I'm doing this work. Mm-hmm. You have to get through some of the negative spirits to get through the ones that really need our help. And rescue work is extremely important. It's difficult, but you know what? It's worth it in the end. So I just started devoting my time to rescue work. That's really cool. Wow. Um, we we do have a couple of questions from the chat room for you. Uh, Nate Nate has a, a question. It, he says it's a half serious question. Do you find okay. male spirits harder than harder to communicate their feelings than females? You would think so, but no, not no. at the least. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very masculine energy. I mean, I am a female, but I'm ex-military. 
Um, I grew up with three brothers. I have three sons. I am, you know, always been around men. So I communicate with men very well. They don't have any problem opening up emotionally to me. Usually they're throwing their emotions at me at first. Anger, jealousy, rage. They're usually throwing those at me at first. And once they understand I'm not putting up their crap, they usually back down and they're like, okay, we're ready to talk. (laughs) Women on the other side, some of these women want nothing to do with me. So they, a lot of them, you know, have to deal with, you know, being murdered or, you know, some of them, I'm seeing this one woman, um, she was older and she had killed all her children. Oh my and God. she was a nasty, nasty woman who tried mm-hmm. attaching herself to me. This is when I was first developing. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to try to attach to me to control and manipulate me. Ew. And I'm like, women can be nasty. <laughs> so it, it, it all depends me. on the individual spirit. Really, it does. So right. it, yeah. you know, you just have to have really thick skin, understand why you're doing the work, and and right. get through their emotional, you know, manipulation. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why, you know, a woman would be tough because, you know, for instance, you know, I'm sure they're saying, She's gonna talk to us in that dress? Oh, come on now. <laughs> I wouldn't be quite dead out of the house in that. <laughs> You're always trying to put me in a dress whenever you're talking to me. <laughs> as long as he's not trying to take you out of it, okay? That's Whoa, right. Ann. <laughs> Do not give me a reputation any more than I have, please. Oh, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, well, um, do you wear dresses now that you brought it up? Not very often, no. Okay, I'm there you go. Teacher, See, there, teacher, we've settled that girl. question. <laughs> Give me a little jacket we before we will never ask dress. that question. <laughs> but I'm anyways, uh, it, it's interesting what you do, and I know we have other questions in the chat room as well. Uh, but uh, you, you know, you what came first? I mean, this you joined? Did, how, did what religion were you when you you uh, grew up? I wasn't any religion, actually. Okay, your My father were, were... is Jewish. Okay. I'm non-practicing Jewish. My mother was Methodist. Okay. Um, I grew up when I was very young. I went to a Jewish preschool until we got okay. kicked out because my brother wouldn't stop eating ham. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, and then, <laughs> well, my brother, he was very picky eater, and all That's he would hysterical. eat was ham. And my mom's like, please, my child's starving. And they're like, nope, nope. So we got kicked out of the Jewish preschool. Oh, my God. And then I, we tried the Methodist preschool, which worked really well. Um, and um, I, But my family was very non-religious. They didn't go to church. They didn't ever talk about God. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that was that was very intrigued. By religion and spirituality, I would actually go to church with my friends mm-hmm. and oh, wow. find out about their religions because I was very curious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going to this one Christian church with my friend, and they're like, "Have you been saved?" I'm like, "I don't know what that means." And next thing I know, I have a group of twenty <laughs> people chanting around me, <laughs> saving my soul. <laughs> that was that was a very interesting experience. I was like ten years old. I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die." 
So I had a lot of very interesting religious experiences on my own, but not with my family. Um, they were very non-religious. So it, was, um, it wasn't until my early 20s when I found spiritualism that I found a religion that I felt comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can understand that. I think that that spiritualism is um, it kind of makes everybody feel comfortable, like everybody feel welcome. You know, right. My, yeah. In my limited experience, but I've always felt very peaceful whenever I've been, you know, in a spiritualist type of community or a service, you know, so I get that. Yeah, I feel the same way when I go to Mass. I mean, it's to me, it's the, the same thing. I have a really comforting feeling when you go in and you, you feel a lot better when you leave. So I don't know mm-hmm. because it's so long, but uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, our, I mean, our, that's, um, what, that's what religion our is last for. for an hour and everybody. a half. Whoops. You know, most sessions usually last an hour, but we have a lot of healing work that we do as well. We have healing chairs that open up anyone that's having some medical issues or emotional issues can get some hands-on healing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have somebody comes that usually has a speech or something to say. And then for a good 20, 30 minutes at the end of um, every um, church session, we have a medium that gets up and delivers messages from Oh, spirit. that's awesome. Yeah, it's just like uh, when we did at Spirit Quest when, when Stephen Scott and, yep. uh, and, uh, and I uh, ran that spiritualist uh, uh, session, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was really interesting for me because they made me read, and you know I can't read, so that was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes, we they made Van Helsing read, yep. Yeah, I know it is. I mean, Jan would never let me read to my son because I'm such a poor reader. <laughs> It's because my mind goes too fast, but that's besides the point. And we are just about to break. Anyways, uh, if you want to find out more about uh, Amy and where can they go? Uh, my website. Wait. Yep. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> okay. go, go ahead. Okay. You, you tell them. Yeah. <laughs> my website is amymajor.com, and you can also go to Facebook under Amy Major Rescue Medium, and I can be found that way. Uh, just Google okay. my name, Amy Major Rescue Medium, and I've got lots of avenues to find me. Excellent. <laughs> so anyways, there's the music, which means we have to take a break right now. And you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet Pararex Ghost Channel, wherever else we are being blasted to. So we'll be right back after the following messages. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. 
I trust you will join me there. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne and our special guest, rescue medium Amy Major. Oh, that's a Amy? funny noise. <laughs> Amy? I'm still here. Oh, she's still here. Good. The ghosts haven't kicked me off yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you missed your introduction. <laughs> That's right. Anyways, uh, we do have a couple more questions from the chat room as well. So do you want to get to those, Ian? Sure. Um, we have a question from Stephen Scott. Uh, he's um, from Scotland and is a spiritualist medium. And his question for you, Amy, is have you ever encountered a situation where the needs of the person left behind or persons left behind create an energy that replicates a spiritual connection but it is really a manifestation of that individual's need or grief. I hope that's it's kind of a long question. Yep. No, that makes perfect sense, and that okay. actually does happen quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, thought is energy. Mm-hmm. And when you're working with spirit, um, when you're working with energy, it can manifest itself into a stronger form. And that can actually turn itself into its own entity. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. And from that, it can have its own characteristics, such as if you think about a spirit, if you think about that it is a spirit, it's going to start manifesting the same characteristics as the person. It's not going to be as strong, but it can because their awareness believes that it is. So it all depends on the person manifesting that energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and our other question is... Oops. From Ghost um, Girl. I don't know. I lo- oh. Um, from like, Ghost Girl. I'm sorry? It was from Ghost Girl. Ghost Girl, Ghost Girl. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm going through uh, <laughs> uh, the evil spirits. Oh, there are evil spirits. Yeah, right. Evil spirits. Are there evil spirits? I think there's mm-hmm. evil everything. I mean, if, if you think about it, there's good and there's bad. And there's evil people in the world and there's evil spirits out there. You can't really help that. Um, it all depends on the emotional baggage or the, or the trauma that the spirits have gone through. If somebody here in the physical world is a nasty person, they've created many crimes, they've even killed, raped, um, tortured people around them, not much is going to change. 
once they move into a spirit form. Sometimes they're able to shed those emotions and forgive themselves enough to cross over. Sometimes the emotions can be so overwhelming that they become the mirror image of those emotions and actually become even more evil or more negative. Therefore, they're going to go around and start harassing people around them due to the rage that's built up inside them. Oh. So, yes, there are negative spirits out there. Mm. That's not good. Oh, well. Mm. Well, my book explains how to protect yourself around from around them. (laughs) I always leave you, never leave you hanging. Always let you know this is what you need to do to protect yourself Mm -hmm. so that you you should ever feel harassed or in danger. This is what you can do to call in assistance from the other side and also raise the vibration and the white light energy around you, which can protect you as well. Now, Mm. you talk a lot about vibration. What exactly is vibration in the... Vibration is really just a unit of measurement of, you know, a movement of force around every living object in this world. You know, a rock has a vibration. A flower has a vibration. People have vibrations. It's our energy force that radiates from within us. And depending on the level of energy or emotion that you're facing, it could be either a very dense, heavy vibration or it could be a lighter, faster vibration. And usually, mm-hmm. people associate higher, lighter vibrations with positive energy and lower, heavier vibrations with negative energy. And really, people are just misusing those words, positive, negative, because if you think about it, positive, negative is really more of an opinion, more mm-hmm. than is really a fact. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, a child who is positive but has gone through rape, torture, murder, they're going to carry around a very heavy vibration due to the emotional trauma that's been associated with their murder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make that spirit bad. It just means there's a lot of negative energy around that spirit, and you sort of have to get through it to get into the essence of who the spirit is, to find out why there's all that negativity around them. Mm-hmm. So in the book I explain, just because it's heavy doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. You have to sometimes weave through and get into the spirit, their mind, their emotions, their grief, and find out why they they have all that vibration around them, and then clear it away as you're working with them. You can clear energy just like you can create it, and you can move it out and allow the spirit to kind of lift off that heavy baggage from them, which helps them able to have a greater awareness of what's going on and be able to shed the negative emotions and be able to cross over. So, like I said, a lot of counseling work with this. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, basically, you're a spirit counselor. Yes. Yes. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Uh, I never thought I'd be a counselor before, but I've been counseling people since I was five without even realizing it. Whenever anybody had a problem, they always came to me. I mean, I used to go on, I hate to say it, I used to go on dates, and (laughs) on the very first date, I would have the guy crying in my lap from, like, all the things that they've gone through. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. But it's just the the energy I have. (laughs) Ron, stop. (laughs) I kid you not. It's happened. (laughs) <laughs> thinking, no, I don't think we're going to have another date, but this is cool. 
Anyway, <laughs> uh, you were doing something that is near and dear to my heart, and that, of course, is the red light sands. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about this, where you're doing it, and, and if people can attend or not? Oh, absolutely. I'm actually having a red light seance um, next Thursday. Uh, it's going to be at the New Hampshire Metaphysical Center in Londonderry, New Hampshire. And what happens is we usually sit around a circle or semicircle, depending on how many people we have. And in the middle, we have a deep, glowing red light. We turn off all the lights to make it dark, and we sit in a seance, which allows us to, to close our eyes for a short time, meditate, call in spirit, set up our protection, ask our angels to come in and protect us, and ask spirit to come in, and they'll usually start manifesting in a physical way. Um, when we open our eyes, we can see light. We can see um, auras. We can see ectoplasma. We can see many different physical, and we can also hear things too, auditory manifestations. Um, so it's really very exciting when it happens. Mm-hmm. Some people can take pictures of what they see, but it's being able to see spirit in a different way. It's not bad. A lot of people mm-hmm. seem to think that red light seances are bad because they create a physical manifestation and they're not of the light. Well, not everything that's positive has to be in the light. Sometimes the positive things need to carry a heavier vibration because they need that vibration to manifest a physical form. It's very difficult to manifest physical forms in a higher vibration because mm-hmm. the lower vibrations have a deeper, denser energy, which can be more easily manipulated into a physical form. So we can see many manifestations around us at the time. And then sometimes we'll also be saying we'll give a lot of messages from spirit to people there as well. So it's a really exciting time to come and experience spirit in a different way. And and how long do they last? The, it's usually a two-hour seance. And uh, sometimes we'll end about an hour and a half so that we can all talk about the experiences we've had or give any messages that we have for the night. I believe it's going to be from 6.30 to 9.30 uh, next Thursday, which is the 18th, I believe, um, in Londonderry. And so it's, uh, I believe, $20 a person to come in, Mm -hmm. and you can bring your friends, and uh, we just have a really great time. Yeah, it, it, to, I find the red light seance uh, uh, very uh, interesting. Uh, if you go back through the history of it, and it's you know it's amazing, and some of the stuff that came through. Now, unfortunately, some stuff uh, in the early years, especially was was trickery was involved and stuff because of the darkness. Um, but you know, we're doing similar stuff, uh, uh, and we, we're recording everything in the dock so that if there is any trickery, we can catch it, hopefully. But, uh, you know, it, it's a it, it's definitely a moving thing. I know I, I know what it is for us, and I assume it is for you. I mean, I imagine the, the, the uh, messages come through for the participants. The, sometimes they're uh, quite personal. They can be, yes. Um, it, when spirit comes through, it, it can be, you know, very personal for mm-hmm. some people. 
And most of the time, I, I don't usually end up giving a reading without someone crying or someone having a deeply personal connection to the message. Right. But right. it's a healing. It's healing work. It's getting through those emotions to help us get over our grief and loss of these spirits. So you have to be open to knowing that when spirit comes through, there will be an emotional connection to this. So just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the, so it's the red light seance. Why the red? Why not a different color? Why? Because Spirit told us, for one thing. Because Spirit what? Told us. Oh, okay. They like red light. That's one thing, but there is more. They do. They like the red light. Also, spiritualists have been using the red light since, you know, 1850. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's. They, it's been around for a very long time. So they've always used the red light because they've actually um, investigated and scientifically proven that every color carries a different and unique vibration. Mm-hmm. And because of that, for some reason, the vibration of red, they have an easier time to manifest a physical manifestation. Cool. So for some reason, it carries the red carries a denser vibration than, say, yellow or pink. Mm-hmm. So... And, and it's we also used use for the protection of the medium as well. Okay. Be, uh, you know, Laura just came back from Arthur Finley in the UK, and, and they did red, red light seances there, and they talked a little bit about the wire red light. And um, when ectoplasmin, ugh, I can't even say it, it's <laughs> easy to say uh, see ectoplasm and also transfiguration. Uh, am I getting this right, Amy? Yes. Yeah. And it's also easier to see in the dark with a red light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you were to use a yellow light or a green light or something, that's why there's so many cars, their dash is red right. at night. That makes because sense. Because it's yeah. easier on the eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've got your infrared, you know, that whole, that right. whole spectrum something as well. Something about the so. red is easier on the eyes so they can mm-hmm. see easier in a dark vibration right. in a dark it, When you atmosphere. think about it, you know, for instance, uh, at the uh, Coast Guard base at Portsmouth, uh, in the control tower or the watch lookout tower at night uh, with all the monitors, they put the tower itself is lit by red. And uh-huh. you'll see that, mm-hmm. like, for instance, in, even in, uh, like, uh, submarines and also uh, uh, other ships and stuff, they, they, they go to red light. Uh, for a lot of reasons, but it's definitely yep. easy, yep. easier on the eyes. And mm-hmm. the other thing is it's believed that uh, when um, it's – I'm trying to get the the exact thing. I can't – what Laura told me about it. But it's something like it, it, it protects the medium from being burnt because I guess ectoplasm can burn you uh, as a medium. I've never They're experienced not. that, but – I, I, I don't see. I, I know mean, you have could. experience, but but that if um, look it up, it, it's really interesting. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's got something to do with the ectoplasm, and it protects the medium from being burnt, uh, mm-hmm. which I never realized that you could be burnt by ectoplasm. But according to Arthur Finley, you can. So there you go. Well, if you think about it, ectoplasm, is kind of like a residue left behind by the spirit. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, it's kind of leaving a trail of energy on you. So I guess depending on the type of energy source it's, you know, coming from, I guess it can irritate the skin or something on your body. 
I've never experienced it, but um, I guess yeah, that's the first time I really ever heard they could burn you. But oh, really? Yeah, you know, I, I was never aware of it too until uh, you know when I when Laura uh, Wista came back from uh, Arthur Finley and we were talking about the seances and stuff, and and I was uh, that was one of the questions. I know that the spirit had told mediums that they liked the red light way back in the eighteen mm-hmm. hundreds, and which is why the spiritualists uh, originally took it up. But, um, yeah, she, in fact, she told me this. there's a guy in New Jersey that actually got burnt by ectoplasm. I forget what the heck is, what his name is, the medium. I'll have to get Laura on to straighten it out anyways. But uh, anyways, uh, you know, the, the, even in Ghost Hunter, we use red, red light flashlights because uh, it's easy to see and everything else. So anyways, uh, I know you've got uh, another radio show right after this, so I'm going to let you go so you can rest up a little bit and do whatever you have to do. Uh, what, what is your next show coming up? Um, the ne- oh, my goodness. I have one. Um, oh, I have so many. <laughs> Eight o'clock, I have right? one with Eldon Taylor. It's Provocative Radio. That one's coming up. It's a really great show on the uh, West Coast. He's had mm-hmm. many great guests on there. Um, mm-hmm. He's even had James Van Pogg and, and Neil Ben Walsh. It's just tons of great people great. on his show. I, I'm very honored to be on it. A little nervous, but <laughs> I should, oh, no, be, I should be, good. be good. You'll be fine. Uh, anyway, if you survive me, you can survive anyone. That's uh, right. Uh, I appreciate you offering to have me on the show. I really have a great time whenever I'm talking with you guys. You guys are great. Well, oh. thank you so much. And uh, have you gone on uh, on uh, Stern Cauldron yet? I am doing that next week. So I thought it was, but I wanted to be sure. And so when you see Mala, tell him Ron says uh, she's still my favorite West Coast switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sure to let her know that. Okay. Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Thank so you. nice to talk to you. Yep, you have a good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Oh, she sounds so sweet. Yeah, she is. She is. She is. Yeah. I'd love to meet her in person. And, you know, that it's it's so interesting, I think, to, you know, just um, the whole thing about how, how, you know, people stay bound to one place and, um, you know, it's it's just really interesting, and and you wonder, you know, how how do you feel when you're on the other side? You know, I mean, as you know, I just lost my mom, and it's you know, like I can't. I think all the time. I'm like, what's she doing? What's she doing right now? Is she here? You know, is she? What's she doing? <laughs> and it's, um, you know, I think when you've lost someone, and 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 you wonder what they're doing and if they're okay, and. Are they there? You know, are they like sitting next to you? And I'm like, I'm like dense as a brick sometimes. So like, who knows? <laughs> but um, you know, it's a big question. It's a big yeah. question, and people want to know. You yeah. know, I want to know. I have to tell you a funny story. Is is my mom died? Uh, she was 98, but mm-hmm. just before she died, uh, she was in uh, a. Um, like a hospital, and I was there late one night, and we were sitting down, and I asked her the question. And I says. Mom, when you go to heaven, are you going to be with dad all the time? I, I know, are you going to be with dad? And she looked back to me and she says, well, not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah, don't you wonder? It's like, yeah, it's such a well, big question mark. And 
Well, that's uh, the thing. I mean, we've had so many people that have written books and stuff and, mm -hmm. and made accounts who have died and come back. And we have different accounts of heaven itself and, and what it's like on the afterlife. Uh, mm -hmm. So even, even the accounts differ. So we don't know. I mean, maybe we shouldn't know. I don't know. That's the whole thing. Right. It, you know, the way I look at it, I, I think, you know, we have bodies now, but when we're in spirit, we don't have bodies. We're not stuck with this this mass that we have. So I, I think it's something way beyond our comprehension. It's not like we're doing physical things. It's more, right. you know, spiritual, for lack of a better word. And you, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's different. It's totally different. Something we really can't help, you know, comprehend. I mean, we're not sitting reading books. We're not like checking right. things out and doing that. You know, it, it, it's it's got to be something that's that's great. Imagine, imagine if you had access to all uh, the souls and all the knowledge of the world after you died. I mean, it, that would be so interesting in itself. I mean. So I mean, there's so much we don't know. That's the thing, though. It's so it's so cool. It's you think about it, but um, yeah. I guess we'll never know until we pass over. Right, and I mean that's why we that's why we do what we do. We're that's why we're paranormal investigators. That's mm -hmm. why people are mediums and um, you know what whatever in the in the paranormal field. Mm -hmm. That's that's why we do it because we don't. I know. think so. And I think, you know, you know, everybody says, uh, well, you know, I'm here to prove the paranormal. I don't think it's ever going to be able to be proved no. because can't prove anything. It's all open interpretation. I mean, we, you know, it's you know, I put you saw that little video I put on my website, which I mean, on my website, my Facebook page, Ronald Kolick. And uh, it was all about perspective, about what I oh, saw. Yeah. It wasn't that cool. That was funny. That was but, really funny. Yeah. I mean, if you saw that original thing, you wouldn't believe any of that stuff that happened. I mean, if right. you just looked at the picture original. I mean, we know now when you look back and you say, oh, yeah, kind of. But that it's all about perspective. And that's what, what we see it, is always in our perspective. You know, mm -hmm. there, it, we, we see something, but we're only seeing it through our eyes. And, and actually, we're not seeing it through our eyes. We're, we're, we're taking in data, which is a compilating and, and we're interpreting in our little brains. But, <laughs> you know, people see things different way. And mm. so it, it's so interesting. So I, I don't think we'll ever prove it. But uh, don't stop looking. I think the paranormal is a personal experience. It's, it's there because uh, it's something that is going to be personal to you. In other words, you'll have the experience for some reason or another. Uh, maybe we may not understand it, but you, you will. So, anyways. Yeah, I agree. Definitely yeah. agree with that. So, anyways, uh, I know we're coming up, but uh, I've got uh, a, a paranormal study group next Tuesday up at Circles of Wisdom, which is uh, going to be on Ghost Tech, which I'm really excited about. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it's kind of cool because I'm going to have this girl, Christy. I, I can't can't remember her name, uh, Christy. No, not you. What? Not you. Can't remember her name. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what the heck is her name? But she actually did, <laughs> don't you have it written she, down somewhere? Come on. She actually We're on the edge of our seats. She designs um, ghost hunting equipment. Oh, okay. Which is really really cool, mm -hmm. and 
I'm trying to get her name up now, and it's going to be here in a minute. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Christy J. Parrish is her name. Oh, yes. I've met Christy, right? You you have? She's, she's, hasn't she been to some of our events? Yes, she has. No? I don't know. I'm so old, okay. I can't the remember yesterday. The name sounds so familiar to me, I thought. I thought that really? I had met her before. Yeah. Well, you probably have. I mean, yeah. you run you run in a big circle down that way. She's from your way, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Is she from Eric Lavoie's group? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. But he name sounds he very, knows. Very in fact, he was the one that gave me uh, her name. Uh, mm -hmm. But she's done uh, equipment for like uh, Ghost. Uh, what's what's Jeff's Jeff Belanger's group? Uh, Legend tripping. Legend yep. tripping. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So she's done stuff for uh, uh, them, and so I'm excited to see what, what kind of equipment she came up with. So that's going to yeah. be next Tuesday at Circles of Wisdom, if anyone's interested. I you would can, think that would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Check out my website at com. the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And, of course, in September we have uh, Spirit Quest coming up, which is really excited. Spirit Quest Book of Shadows, which will... We will look at ghost hunting and witchcraft. So that's mm -hmm. kind of cool. And we'll include the Blair Witch Ghost Hunt, which is going to be really cool. Oh, boy. I hope it's a nice weekend. <laughs> uh, me too. <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We will be doing uh, investigating uh, the woods uh, and including the ghost trail, which is that's the real name of it. I didn't make that up. Uh, the trail is actually called the Ghost Trail, and the reason it's called the Ghost Trail is because people have seen a man on the trail, and they'll pass him, and they'll go down farther on the trail, and they'll run into him again. <laughs> Did Seriously. I really see you? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that isn't that cool? And, that is uh, cool. Maybe yeah, it's that Friday. guy who drowned out in the lake. Oh, I wonder. It could be. And uh, so that's that's going to be there. We're also going to have the uh, Dining with the Dead, which will be a meal, and we're going to do some different things. And then afterwards, we're going outside for a uh, bonfire. We're going to have drummers, and they're going to conjure spirit, which is we have Kelly Spangle, who, of course, was on the Ghost Adventures show at, in the uh, Witch House in Salem. And uh, she's going to uh, do spell casting for uh, spirit and uh, and you saw the phenomenal photo photos that I took uh, at the uh, Hooten Mansion when she did that event yeah. as well, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those were awesome. So, Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So, well, so I'm really excited, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good. And of course, all day long on Saturday and Sunday, we're going to have different um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Lectures, presentations, uh, workshops. Uh, Roxy Zork is going to be there from New England Curiosities, uh, and she will be making or doing a workshop on a uh, rope ladder, which I had never heard of. Uh, which is ladder? Which is ladder? Which is rope? Or something like that? I forget it. But uh, which is rope? Which yeah. is rope? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think that's what we were talking about before. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I can't remember. Good thing I have you, huh? All right, isn't it? Jeez. I'm just hanging on by a thread here, so uh, <laughs> yeah. what? don't rely what? on me. <laughs> what? Don't uh, tell me that. <laughs> no, mind-wise. Yeah, mind-wise. But anyway. You're fine. You're fine. Well, Pizza from the Dead is here. so Yeah, I know. Probably have to wind this thing up. But great guest tonight, Amy Major. Look her up on Facebook. Look at her book. 
um, was it into the light? No, Toward I forgot. The light. Toward the light. I was close. Toward the light. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, Brandon so Book. music. Check her out. Oh, we got music? Yeah, we got music. All right. I guess we better so, say goodbye. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone, and tune in next week when Ian and I will be back, hopefully. <laughs> we'll be here. If we can, re- if we can remember. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Good night. We'll talk to you soon. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.